Welcome, this is Jessica Ortner and our time together is dedicated to feeling good within all of life's complexities. We'll be going on a wandering path, exploring topics like spirituality, productivity, and personal fulfillment. Because happiness is not a destination, it's an adventure. So welcome to Adventures in Happiness. I'm excited for today's show, and we have an awesome new sponsor. So I reached out to this company because I've been absolutely obsessed with my Juve Light. That's J-O-O-V-V. It's a red light therapy. So you might have seen in spas are beginning to use red light therapy. This is what it does. You turn on this light. You stand in front of it. It repairs sun and acne-related skin damage. Now, Everything I'm listing here has been proven. These are proven benefits. It enhances muscle recovery. It fades scars and wrinkles and stretch marks. It speeds wound recoveries. It reduces joint inflammation, helps with infertility even. And I've just been using it daily because it makes me feel amazing. It makes my skin feel amazing. And do you ever notice when it's like a bright, sunny day, you're just in a better mood? Well, this is kind of like sunshine in your house. You turn it on and it really feels amazing. If you go to the tappingsolution.com forward slash notes, you'll see a special link where I filmed a little video about it. You can learn all about the Juve Light. Do you feel like there's a gap between your desires and actions? You might have an idea or a big dream, but the follow through just isn't there. If you're always complaining that you're starting things and not finishing them, then I'm very happy that you are here because we are going to learn some great strategies from Lauren Handel Zander. Lauren is a life coach, university lecturer, public speaker, and the co-founder and chairwoman of Handel Group, an international corporate consulting and private coaching company based in New York City. And her book, which is hilarious, I'm really enjoying it, is called Maybe It's You. Cut the crap, face your fears, love your life. <laughs> Lauren, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. That was quite a mouthful. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, you it is a mouthful, but you are very direct um, yes. when it comes to advice. And mm. I've heard a lot of people complain that they're great at starting things and not finishing them. They have trouble when it comes to taking action. You, yeah. You've worked with just thousands and thousands of people. Why do you think this is such a common problem? Uh, fear would get the winning vote, right? Yeah. So people are scared and how scared, you know, how their fear manifests in their inner dialogue and how they deal with things and where they put their attention and what they are doing and what they are thinking about instead of thinking about what they wish they were thinking about or how to get where they really want to go in their life. Right. And that requires goals. But if you're all boxed into where you are, it's a little tricky getting yourself out of your own little paper bag. Yes, it's true. And what I what I find that's interesting about your work is that you encourage people to set goals, not just to have the goals, but also because the goals help us begin to see where we're stuck. So how does that work? Like, why is actually having that big image of what we want help us to figure out why we may be feeling stuck? So one of my favorite beliefs, right, or something I'm out to prove with my life and my life's work is that 
humans, all of us really have dreams in us. Like, like we're here to fulfill on things. And if we like stopped long enough to figure out what we really most want for our families, for our wealth, for our love lives, for our bodies, for everything, right? Like we don't sit down and really dream. And it isn't because we can't, it's something else, right? We just, no one's asking you at school, when are you supposed to do that, right? You got to learn everything you have to learn to get on with life. Right. Yeah, there's not a class so, in goal setting that I don't think anyone's ever taken in traditional school. And, then, there, it's, and to understand why you might even suck at keeping a goal, mm. right? Like what it, so what the whole handout method is about is by having a dream, by writing out your dream, you then obviously could set goals connected to that dream. And then what then comes the real work, which is the amount of self-love, self-respect, and an ability to make those dreams happen, whether they happen or not, it's the path toward them. That is the only way to ever get them. Right. And then if you're not on that path and thinking you're charging ahead, you have to ask yourself, what are you doing instead? What are you doing? Because you're doing that anyway. Right. Like if time is moving ahead, you have what you have in your life right? Are you dreaming? Are you getting what you want? Is this, are you fulfilling on yourself? Right. And so that, that place is, is what I think matters the most for a person to wake up and start really thinking, putting language to it, facing their goals and succeeding and failing at them. Right. So I, I want to talk about when we feel stuck and, and we're not taking action, but it seems <laughs> to me that we, we have to really start by taking a step back and and really looking at goals. What makes a good goal? Uh, it, so a goal is the actions like there. So if, if you re- relate to it like a business plan, there's a vision for a company, there's a vision for that area of your life. So now assume you have the vision. I know what I want. I want my body to look like this, feel like this, act like this, be happy in itself, right? And love itself when it looks in the mirror. Like there's a vision. Mm-hmm. Then you go, oh, well, what ne- what needs to happen? What goals do I need, you know, to get that dream to come true? Like the right? smaller you, goals. It's not that small, okay. right? They're the reality of it. That That's when it comes to how much do you weigh on the scale, mm-hmm. right? What clothes did you buy? Like it, there's, there's physical integrity to everything you want in your life. Right. Right. And, and what you have to do in order to get it including if you were sitting and meditating, like whatever you want in your life, there are actions that you must take to achieve that goal inside of that dream. And either you're thinking like that and act and dealing with yourself from that language or way to think, or you're not, but it isn't because it isn't right there to be had. Right. Or how, you know, and there isn't really a question how useful it is to start to deal with your own inner BS. That's what's between you and even dreaming thinking of that and chasing it and getting good at winning for yourself. Right. So let's use the example of financial success. There's someone who really has been struggling with their finances. Their dream is that they feel comfortable around money. They have an abundance of money. And so now they have that vision and they stop for a moment and they look at their reality and they see their debt and they become very aware that they're not there yet. So what do we do in in that moment? So life is relative, right? So it's relative, right? So someone, so depending on where you are, there always is the perfect next year dream 
to taking care of that long-term vision, Mm -hmm. right? There always is where you are, right? You may be a freshman and you want to be a doctor and you're a freshman in college and you are far away, okay, from being a doctor, but the every year gets you closer. So if you take that same kind of archetype and you go financial freedom equals this much debt paid off, this much saved, and this much has to be being made in order for that to be possible. What do I need to do to get a job in something I love that makes that kind of money? And then you can look at where you are today and go, well, right now I'm, you know, a barista, right? But even the barista can take 10 bucks every day and put it into to savings, right? There really is the integrity of no matter where you are, how you're acting in accordance with that vision. Yes. So it's almost like we're working backwards. It's like we have that big goal in the future. And then we kind of move backwards to to ask ourselves, all right, well, what needs to happen right now? What does that look like? So let's say someone does that. They they are looking at their health or their finances. And when they work backwards, they say, well, what I really need to do is is save money or what I really need to do is is start to move my body, start to exercise. And, And sometimes we create those little goals and then we don't follow through. It's like, it doesn't actually (laughs) happen. Yeah, we create a great plan. We're good at writing, you know, the to-do list, but not so good at following through. So what's the gap? What what happens that that someone has this desire, but when it comes to taking those smaller steps that aren't as glamorous, uh, (laughs) we just fall short? Okay. So the main thing I teach people is to go after their inner dialogue, Mm -hmm. right? Like what control central, Okay. Like something's in there talking all the time. That's choosing what actions to take and not take every second of the day. And that little voice is our biggest problem. And that little voice is you, right? Uh Oh, it's in there. Right. And so if you go, what's the big problem that a person is watching Netflix instead of, you know, doing homework with their kid, you know, like they're, they're, disappearing. They're not doing something they wish they were doing. They're doing something else, right? Yes. Oh, okay. And so if you really just start to tell the truth and face what you're doing, you'll see clearly what you're not doing and where the promises belong, right? So here's an example of exactly how I teach the method and me needing it myself, okay? So I took a fantastic um, meditation class. I put my whole company through it. And now I have a promise to meditate twice a day. Okay. Um, I'm a very busy girl (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I don't want to, right? So I have problems, even though I really want to for the long term. So here's how I did it. I don't get my coffee in the morning until I've meditated. And if I want to watch anything at night, late night, I need to um, meditate before I turn on any screens. Guess who meditates twice a day? Hey. Okay, but so does that make sense? So it, it I have does. a goal. So you, have, you have this accountability, but is it enough when it's just you? No, not me on something I don't want to do. I have a promise with a consequence and it's public knowledge. Okay. Right? Um, it, what I do, which is always works, which is hysterical, is if there's a promise I want to keep, I owe my kid five bucks if I don't keep it. So I have to tell my kid, 
And then they're managing my integrity. And they're so excited if I like blow the five bucks. Right? right. So they're like, mommy, did you eat that? Did you eat that today? Right? Right? Like yeah. if I'm trying not to have X, Y, or Z. Right. All I have to do is tell my kids. And if they catch me, I always will tell the truth and I'll give them five bucks for anything I. Right. So it's, I make a game of it. Yes. And I always have an accountability buddy. Always. 20 years later, develop this myself. I never keep a promise to myself or because that's exactly because one of the things I teach is what's called personal integrity. And personal integrity is an ability to actually keep promises to yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. Most people can keep promises to other people because they don't want to screw over someone else. Right. I would never make a date with my girlfriend to see a movie and not show up. But I could make a date in my little head to go ride my bike, right, and then easily not show up. Because, you know, being a jerk to myself or that dream, I've been doing that for a very long time. Yeah. And then, right, and so the inner dialogue then says, well, you should stay home and cook dinner. You should do this. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't tell, like, like you run amok in that head of yours, which is the goal setting connected to the dreams and making promises with a consequence really gets you in a game and you also have to tell other people. I think that's key because I agree with you. I, as much as I'd like to say that I like naturally have personal integrity, the reality is if I need like an accountability partner, if I'm that's struggling to do something. So I, I, that's a great and, and a really easy strategy. I'm just thinking for myself, and I think I mentioned this to you, but I really have had a problem lately of reading the news too much. Like I just open the news on my phone and just yeah. start reading like all of these articles about like what's just politics and like what's going on and there's a part of me that's like well it's important I like I should be informed but then it gets to the point where it just gets like ridiculous like I know I'm wasting time and there's like yeah. it part of it is addicting like there's always some scandal <laughs> recently like there's always something something yeah. to read so um and and what I really noticed that's been frustrating is I used to read a, a lot more books and I remember, yep. uh, like, I keep a list of all the books I, I um, read, and I looked at my notebook, at, like, my journal, and I was like, why have, when did I stop reading? And then I'm like, oh, no, right. I didn't stop reading. I read a lot. I just read things that don't serve me. And so say that I have that, that habit. I wake up in the morning. Yes. It's, like, one of the first things I do. Yeah. What are the rules? Like, can you help me out here? So, like, okay, right. let's so use this first, as an example. Um, I'll tell you the right answer, and then I'll negotiate with you. Okay. 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 The right answer is take two weeks off. You'll live. <sighs> the world will live. Everyone will live. Okay. Right? Yes. It's like come off the drugs. Okay? Because mm -hmm. the promise you'll make after you come off the drugs will be different than the promise you make trying to get off the drugs. Yes. So do you feel like this also translates to other things like, I don't know, spending everything. money or like, like everything or food so you think it's actually good to almost go cold turkey like just for you think two weeks is, is a good time and then revisit it and then I, introduce I, it no we, what we would do is we would we would go take two weeks off mm -hmm. and then before you start again ever paying attention to the news right like you're allowed yeah what you really want to do is have a reading promise Right. Yes. You because this isn't about the news. The news is something, you know, you need to ban. Yeah. Right. And then how much of it do you really need in your life? So we're taking the two weeks off before you call that shot and really just realize 
do you miss it? Do you care? Is it important to you? Do you feel blindsided now that you're like, who the even knows what's true about its necessity or not, and what you would call its necessity after you have none? Right. right? So it's like to gain clarity. Complete, mm-hmm. right? Like, and, and go on the ride, right, of coming off the dope right? Like, do I need this? Do I like that? Like, it's an interesting ride to come off of. And you'll, you'll know the ride you were on when you come off of it completely combined with it will send you into doing something else with your time or your energy. Right. Mm -hmm. And so both of those things are wildly interesting rather than kind of spoon feeding them to see how it goes. Right. So it's too interesting and it's too not big a deal. Right. Like the world will, you'll be okay without two weeks of Trump highlights. Okay. Yeah. Right. So and the world and it'll be interesting to listen even out in the world without being up to speed. Yes. Right. Right. You'll see what happens. It's cool. Right. So go on that ride. And then before you get to open your news. Right. You'll have read for the past two weeks. We'll see what like that's what you're like. We'll see what happens to that time in your life or that space suck. And you'll owe a promise for reading. Like, if you really want to read 20 pages a day, then then say that. Yeah. You want to read 30 minutes a day of something interesting to you, like culturally interesting, not news, no politics, right? Yeah. Right? So just put in a time slot of, and ideally, you would then call how much news you're allowed to get, right? Like, do you really need any? Is it for the toilet? Right? Like, what are you doing? I mean, this right? sounds like, like it would work with social media, like for someone who just feels like they're always checking Facebook or always on Instagram as well oh my God. to like you, take you, a break. You have no idea. You have no idea that the screenplays can get written in the amount of time wasted yes. <laughs> on people's following other people. And, and then if they even, you know, one of the things I make people do is have to listen and record their own inner dialogue. Like, what are you doing while you're looking at that? Like, what is, what is your real commentary? Like, are you getting any value or are you just uh, like, just like getting upset? Yeah. Right. Like, what is that worth to you? Yes. Why are you doing that? And what exactly are you doing? Right? Like, could you please call yourself out? Because one of the things I care about the most is that you're engaged in the life you want to live. Like you really want to live, right? You want to be using your time, however you want to use it. Right. But boy, most people don't know what they're doing with their time while they're doing it. There's like this, you know, interesting um, stupor that doesn't understand that their inner dialogue needs to be, you need to witness it, hear it and see what it does to you. See what it's doing to your marriage. See what it's doing to your bot. Like, hello. Like you just, you're the reason you're having fun or not at all times. Right. Right. And so that's profound if you want to take it over and learn integrity and design your life, right? Like that's as cool as it gets. But you have to be able to get out of your own way and hear, like, you have to tell on yourself is the next big step. To tell on yourself. Yes. Right. So how does that, that level of honesty when you when you yeah. begin to look at your life and go, oh, I've been wasting way too much time reading the news or I've been yeah. saying I'm going to exercise and I'm just like not doing it. How do we yeah. invite that level of honesty into our lives? And like, wh- why do we so often avoid it? I guess probably just because it's uncomfortable. <laughs> but um, if... Well, do you understand the name of the game is whatever you're doing instead, right? Whatever you're doing instead, 
is the dark side, is fear, is, is keeping you hidden, right? It's keeping you, even it may be propelling you by scaring you, right? Like if you're not as good as this person, if you don't keep up on that, like, so some narrative is going on in that head of yours that's keeping you in whatever trap you're in, but that trap also gets vices, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a, there's, my joke is that there's a mafia, right. And you're getting something and every, it's like something's going down, right. Instead of you dreaming, being out there and doing what you want with your time. And usually it's something you're scared of, like you wish you were doing, right. I have so many women who are workaholics and wish they were dating. Right. But they're, you understand, like they, they're so trapped and then what are they doing instead? They're, they're exhausted and they eat and watch Netflix at night because they're zombies, because they work so hard and then they are on email till one in the morning, right? And, and that person, to get them to like time out and really start to confront, they need to take a bath, right? Mm-hmm. They need to get off the screens. They need to make different promises to themselves. And, and then I have to get them to contract. It's not going to ruin their career. Because that's the lie in their head. Does that make sense? So yeah, to tell I on mean, yourself. But sometimes is, people don't think that's a lie. People are, I'm sure people have said to you like, no, Lauren, I'm telling you, if I don't work this hard, my career is going to go down the drain. How do you let people, how do people distinguish whether something's true or false? Uh, well, that's when you really do need a coach, but I'm mm. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I admit this was not my big lead to the pitch, but it ends up so if it's very hard for you to dream and get out of your own way, or you really believe you can't do both and yet you have hardcore beliefs that leave you trapped, um, you really do need need someone to, you really do need someone to talk you through what's true and not true. And though the method itself, if you go through the book or you go through my inner you program, the inner you program really talks people through the homework and everything. And the book does too. It, it, they're, they're both very good. Um, it really shows you how you chicken out, how you get moody, and how your personality is running what it's doing, right? It gives you a lot of ways to look at it and tell on yourself. Mm-hmm. It really does. But there's like four people who go through it in the book itself. Someone who loses 100 pounds, watch this, loses 100 pounds, gets divorced from her husband, builds her career like loses the hundred pound, gets divorced, builds her career. And guess what she figures out? What? She's gay. Oh, right. There you go. Right. And it explains her very spotty, interesting sex life and her overweight scene and how she was lost in her career. Right. It like by the time she figured it out. Right. But it's really the method and the steps that she had to sort out. Right. Right. So, so the process, and then you, you follow, her name's Katie, you follow Katie through the whole book and you really, I mean, it's quite a cliffhanger, right? (laughs) You know. Sure. Yeah. So Lauren, when we begin to, so it's important for us to have this dream, then figure out kind of these promises, really explore this personal integrity by also making sure that we're accountable to other people. When yep. someone feels like they're making progress and yeah. and they kind of they suddenly they make a mistake. Like suddenly they oh, just feel like sure. they're going off. Like how do people usually react? Like what's the way that we should react when we feel like we're off course to make sure that we don't 
feel like we're starting again. I think a lot of people make a mistake and they go, oh my God, that's it. I made a mistake. It's horrible. I love this question and people are very, I think it's a very surprising answer. Mm -hmm. Um, The biggest thing missing with human nature and like the dynamic for real change is a sense of humor. Yeah. Right. People do not do an, an, a deep understanding of self-deprecation and humor and self-love at the same time that understands that the, the minute you say it, you're free, right? The minute you admit something you did wrong, it's in the past, like the minute, right? You hide something, you keep it to yourself, you feel guilty about it, you feel bad, it's with you. And now you have to manage it. The minute you blurt, I, I cheated on my diet. I'm such a jerk when it comes to, like, I actually went to the grocery store. I actually bought the cookies, even told myself they were for Friday night dinner and ate the bag when I got home. And the voice in my head did X, Y, and Z the entire time, right? So the minute you say that, guess what? That's kind of funny. <laughs> you did what? What happened? Right? How'd that happen? Right? And so now you're chasing the right voice that needs to grow up that, you know, if you kind of age that voice, how old would you say that was? I was like 13. Right. Right. Like, so anyway, so you have to get a sense of humor. Right. So if you don't, if you don't make it like this end all, like this heavyweight thing and you just laugh, then it's so much easier to just make a better decision next time. Oh, it it just, you're growing yourself up and to turn a human into a true adult is hysterical. I'm telling you, people are still eating cupcakes, right? Like daily and deserve them. I swear that's my eight-year-old. You know, do you understand? Like there really is, I'm not telling you never to have dessert, but you know when and when it feels good versus you have to guilt yourself, feel bad and blame your lover, right? Right. Right. So there's a mind game that's always going on that's that's doing whatever it's doing. You need to know yourself, have a sense of humor about it so that you can kick its butt by setting those goals connected to your real dream and fighting for inner peace. Yeah. Let, let's talk about guilt for a second because you, you <laughs> write about this in, in your book and I think it's really, it's really interesting that, um, and I resonated with this, like this idea that if you just feel really guilty for what you did, somehow you're still a good person. Like, I might not figure this out, but let me just feel horrible because then maybe I'll atone for my sins. Like, it just kind of feels like that. Like, we have to punish ourselves. It's like as if if you ate the cookie and didn't feel bad, right, then you'd be this jerk, right? So let me get this straight. You ate the cookie anyway because you wanted it. But then you feel horrible and fat and bad for yourself and bad for life. Blame the cookie, right? Blame yourself, blame your, like, right? All to get the cookie and to still feel like maybe you'll be different tomorrow. Maybe you'll learn, right? Like it has a whole kind of principle of trying to school you, Mm -hmm. right? Right. As if you're still this good person, like if, like, and then, so my joke, the joke that I make in the book, and it's not that funny, but what I say is the way we feel bad and blame that it's as if that's the light, like that's us telling on ourselves. I'm, you know, I just felt so terrible about the conversation I had with my mother that I ate a bag of cookies, right? I'm exaggerating and using one, right? But they do. And then I felt so bad 
right? So that whole thing right there is how light, like it acts like that's light. And that's really the dark side, right? Like the only thing that feels good is calling your mother back and having the conversation, right? It will never feel good to eat a bag of cookies and blame your mother, right? Ever. And so you have to feel bad. And then why are you feeling bad? Because you still want to consider yourself a good person. And you really just want the cookies. Yeah. Like you have no idea if you take away the cookies that, that the fight doesn't even happen. I think too, at some level, we begin to believe that if we can criticize ourselves enough and beat ourselves up enough, it'll somehow create a resistance or an armor between other people's criticism like, well, let me just bring uh, myself down first right. so I don't have to bear you saying anything. Like, let me just feel really guilty. And and it's interesting. Like, I um I did a lot of – I explored this a lot. And I actually wrote about it in my book that – remember when I was younger, I got – I think I was caught cheating on a test. I was a yes. great cheater, by the way. I was yes. very, very creative. But um, yes. I felt so – horrible, like horrible. I just was like, when I got caught, I just felt so guilty. And I remember asking my dad, like, what's going to happen to me? And my dad's like, my dad could see how miserable I felt that he almost was like, I'm not even going to punish you because I just, I can see how horrible you feel. Like, he just was like, you're punishing yourself. Like, it's fine. And I just was kind of like, yeah, like with this just like fake, like whip, whipping my back. Like, that's how I just like emotionally felt. And I somehow felt that it would make me a good person. And I have worked with clients who have something in their past that they regret. And they feel like as long as they feel horrible about it and feel guilty, somehow it's going to be okay. And I think – and it's just such a lie. It's like such a painful, heartbreaking lie. And unnecessary. Right. Because you could really like – you could really learn integrity and you can own – the corruption, right? Oh, I cheat. Right. <laughs> right. And like some compassion and and forgiveness, you know? It's just like we're so – we treat ourselves in a way that we'd never treat anyone else. We can be so harsh on ourselves. Yeah, the, We're that mean about other people too in, yeah. in our heads. Yeah, it's not – we're not – it's usually pretty brutal across <laughs> the board. We just don't tell other people and we're stuck listening to ourselves. Probably, right? yeah. Right, right, we, right. And then we have to feel how we feel that we're hiding how we what we're thinking, Right. right? Right. And so that, that whole, that's a whole different dance, right? Yeah. So yes. n- now we know that, that humor, just being able just to laugh at ourselves is a, a great thing to implement, like to, to experiment with that instead of the punishment. I think one yes. of the lies that people have is, well, if I don't take this seriously, if I don't punish myself, yes. I'll do it again. Yes. The reason I put in a fun consequence Okay, like a consequence that will not hurt you, but is good for you, but kind of dings your vice. So it's very money, right? Paying my kids money, um, losing any kind of screen time for me at night. Like I love my shows, right? So there's shows I get addicted to. I'm a Game of Thrones girl, right? So I like my shows, right? And so if I don't keep a promise that I really want to keep, I will take away my right to see a show. Right? And, and you stick with that because you've told someone else. My husband, who will never let me live it down. Right? So it becomes like healthy warfare against my dark side. 
Right. <laughs> you get it? And it's public and it's humorous. Right. And it also doesn't hurt. Right. Is it really going to hurt me not to watch Game of Thrones? Right. So everyone, you know, so uh, an example that I give that happened is someone was in her 40s, wanted to write a television show and she had never written before. Okay. And she wanted to get it sold and made. And so I was coaching her and we had to, and she had to work right every day for two hours. And then she had a list of other promises, like to meet people and network and be a real badass getting out into Hollywood. Okay. It took seven years and she sold it to Hulu and got everything she ever wanted. Got it? So like it really worked. Took a long time. Sorry, guys. Things take a long time. But um, if you go, what consequence did she need? So she would do the work every day, even though she was scared and it like it was a big deal for her to put that in every day. Um, All she had to do is take away her glass of wine at night. Like if she didn't do her writing promise, she didn't get her wine and she would eat. This is the funniest part was she had wine and Swedish fish (laughs) while she watched television, you know, some television show with her very happy, cute husband, right. Who just got, you know, and so she would sit there and if she wasn't ready to go, he'd be pissed. Does that make sense? But she could sit there without her wine and her Swedish fish and she'd be pissed. She practically didn't want to watch unless she had her wine and her Swedish fish. (laughs) Right. So if you go in the seven years, how many times did she break that promise? Like, you know, miss her wine four times in seven years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's an example of, of using integrity, just right, simple and, and know yourself and have a dream worth fighting for. Right. So it it had every element of how it turns out. Right. Uh, That's fantastic. One of the things that you mentioned to me when we chatted before, which I thought was really interesting, was you talked about how it's really powerful to put words in writing. How does writing help us begin to discover how we're really feeling? Oh, my goodness. Um, What happens when you have to write something, especially something someone else will read that is pure self-expression for you, your dream, what you want to have happen, like there is nothing more vulnerable than asking a person for their dream for how they feel and what they want in the future, because that's really their heart, right? And so when you have to write it down versus just, oh, I know what I want, let me rattle it off or even just put down bullet points. It's so different to write what, you know, you'll call it a mission statement or something really true for you where you're vulnerable, telling the truth, asking for what you want and, you know, making a declaration to it, like to the United States, like this is something I'm chasing and believe in. Right. So that, that level of commitment, intimacy and vulnerability and nakedness is required to feel and hear those things. Yes. Right. Like, you know, it's an act in and of itself. Yeah. So you read a lot because when you're coaching someone, you have them answer questions. And when you're asking someone to write their goal and their vision, what are some of the common mistakes that you see? (laughs) They don't know. Everyone to this day, I have never read a dream where I can't hear what they're up against. Right. So the dream literally literally, is the concern combined with some aspirations, 
versus a dream, right? Like what they most dream of, right? So it's, you know, it's like a a bad way to say it, but I'll get it quick, is I feel more comfortable in my clothing, (laughs) right? It's like, huh, I guess you don't feel comfortable in your clothing. And I guess you don't like, right? Like, wow, I, I get your dream is a reaction to exactly where you are right now. It's not a vision. It's hooked to you're on the wrong side of the coin. So I can imagine that also comes up with people saying, well, what I want in the future is not to feel this and not right. to have this experience. <laughs> so like there's a lot of what they don't want uh, instead uh-huh. of what they do want. A hundred percent. Right. Or they're, or they won't dream big enough, right? They won't, they won't be, you know, audacious, aspirational. They'll be looking for what they can think is possible. So then they don't require any, I'll call it woo-woo or magic or, you know, needing the world in a different way than some kind of linear logic. Yeah. Right. So there, there's, we're so much bigger than we give ourselves credit for. Definitely. And it seems like, so we know that we don't want to write something where we focus on what we don't want. We want to create a vision of of what we want. Now, when we're starting to do that process, is there something that we should do to get into that state? Like if we really want to open up to that magic and create these big dreams, it feels like you just have to be like in the right frame of mind or just in um, the right state or feel good. I mean, it's hard to feel yeah, like really discouraged. It's, it's, you got, it's we, oh, it's so awesome. The minute you start talking to yourself about anything, you're now on that train. Does that make sense? So it's big, like basically if, all we have to do is so get on that train. We just got to start. You are, so one of the things I teach in the book is we weather report. Instead of understanding we make all the weather in our own lives, there really are things you can't change right? There really are things you can't change, right? I really am five foot three with a little bit of change. There is like, at best, I will be shrinking over time, right? Um, You got it. And so that is, that is something that is not a weather report. That's real weather, right? But if I go, because I'm short, I'll always be overweight, right? I'll always struggle with my weight. You got it? Like I, so I just went into a theme and a theory and a state that doesn't let me dream, right? Like, because I already believe what I believe and I'm bringing that to the party. I'm on that train. That's what's depressing me, right? There is exactly what you're thinking that you think about, whether you know it or not, that is giving you your exact state of being right at this moment. Mm -hmm. There's no way out. You're always there. You always can get on a different train, really. Trains do much better with actions right? Like I should go on a walk today. Okay, great. Go. How long? Bring music, right? Like how are you going to make it great? What are you going to think about while you're doing your walk? Right? So we have complete capacity to take over, but if our minds are really sad, they're looping, right? So you Mm -hmm. have to break into the narrative and take it over, which is what this whole the handle method is all about. It's taking over the narrative. It's all, that's all I'm doing. What's interesting is sometimes we don't know the narrative until we start the writing process. We can think about it all we want, but until we actually put words to paper, sometimes we don't see it. And then we read it back and go, oh, (laughs) like, 
didn't even realize I was thinking like that or that that's the story I've been telling myself. It's re- it's that's the in the part like when I do my first call with my my client for the first time after they do the whole homework, right? Um the way they talk about that they never saw their patterns as clearly as this made them see their patterns like I had, you know, I had some real insights doing all of this, right? Like I could, so there's a whole set of dots that, you know, you can start to connect even just by going through the process a little, right? And that's what this is all about is getting, you know, getting the right tools to someone so they can flourish and really have access to a lot more power in their own enjoyment of life. Right. Well, so and maybe and maybe clean up the planet while we're at it and <laughs> Pick raise better litter. children right, and have better sex lives and be healthier. So, you know, for, we, we have a lot of work to do. I love it. I love it. Well, so far, you've already gave, given us some really practical tips and some great insights. I have two questions that I like to ask all new guests. But before I ask you those questions, can you tell us about, I'm going to put the link in the notes. So it's the tappingsolution.com forward slash notes uh, with link to learn more about your coaching. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Sure. Um, So we've been around for over 10 years. I've been around for over 20, but started my company about 10 years ago. We do corporate work, corporate coaching, but what this would pertain more to is life coaching and and learning the method and designing your life and learning integrity and being true to a plan and a mission and everything about that. So you could, and then I've been doing this for so long that we have it in so many different packages for depending on your price point and what you can afford and what feels right. So basically just go to handelgroup.com, right? And, and go shopping. And there's, you know, we're, we're committed to really doing anything you need, you know, based on your, what you can afford. Right. So, and then the book is obviously the cheapest thing you can, and you'll get it from the book. And then the real thing I think that really works for people who are on a budget is, um, inner you right? It's 10 sessions with me, like recorded with the homework in between. Digitally, there's a community. You can meet people. Honestly, you can get free coaching sessions if you buy the the program, right? It's really a good deal. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm going to link to all of that um, again in the notes. And so Lauren, here are my two questions for you. And I like to ask all my guests. What is something in your life that when it happened, it felt horrible and it ended up becoming a big blessing hmm. let's see hold on I have met <laughs> I have a bunch um okay that was pretty embarrassing I think that one counts we're, we're all friends here no 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 I'm totally no no it's a good one right I'm like I have met I honestly have many and could give you the top five Okay, Mm -hmm. but we'll go with the one that popped in and screamed the loudest. So many years ago, I really was wondering, like, how smart am I? Did I really build something like how cool am I? Right. Like I was wondering and I wanted I basically got myself a contract where someone was trying to buy me to go to work for the company and really just hijack me. And then I would leave my company and my company was flourishing. It was all good, but I could really do it because it was a lot of money and everybody wanted me to go because it was worth it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And it was a really fancy company that I was like beyond. Everyone was so excited I was going to work for them. 
right? I was there for um, three weeks before we broke up <laughs> because I came home crying because I didn't want to do the job. I wanted the money. I didn't want the job. And those right? were the was, first three weeks. So you already had signed in. You already jumped oh, over there. Oh, my God. Rearranged all of life itself. Yeah. All of life. Right. And was like so proud and happy and impressed with myself. Because it looked Can great every, on paper. It was it was great on paper. <laughs> right. It was so sexy on paper, but literally was my greatest nightmare. They didn't want my thinking. They wanted me to think for them. And what they believed in was pretty much the opposite of what I believe in. They wanted to buy my ability to construct concepts versus the concepts I had constructed. Mm. Holy cow. And one of them was to not speak, to not tell, tell the truth, right? Like, I'm not even kidding. It was the opposite of what I believe in. And so I came home crying and had to quit. And they weren't, it was all like, it was such a nightmare. It was the most embarrassing moment. Uh, you, you ready for how funny this was? Yeah. I went out and bought a fun hat when the deal closed, like this hat, right? But I yeah. like, I love hats, right? So I bought a funky, cool new hat for this company. I have never worn the hat. I can't <laughs> wear the hat. I own the hat. I make fun of myself for even keeping the hat still, right? Because it's just a sign of how wrong I was and how it, it just was funny. And then I was so, the truth is, is I should never leave my company and I have, there's nowhere to go. Right. There's nothing to prove except so that was for what blessing? I want to build. Was it yeah, the blessing. The blessing was how wrong I was and how dumb I was and how silly I was. Right. It really was like, thank God I could like, what, what were you thinking? Right. You, mm -hmm. you know, you obviously wanted like that was my sellout and I was humiliated. <laughs> right. It reminds me, I literally just watched the latest Star Wars film, and I won't give anything away, but there is a very important character who in it, I won't even say how he said it or else you're going to guess who it is, but um, they said something like, we learn, the greatest lessons we learn are from failure. Like, we can give yeah, each yeah. other the greatest lessons through failure. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. I Yes, I, I rock that failure. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And it turned into a big blessing. It was you learned a lot. Well, so uh, my other question is not as deep or philosophical <laughs> at all. Um, okay. But I find it just fun. If you could be any animal on the planet, what animal would you be and why? Oh, you're gonna laugh at me. <laughs> I love how you know. I, lo I love when people just I, know I, what animal it would be. I know what animal I am. Okay. Right. And so it would be a betrayal of the animal that I am if I didn't, you know, speak volumes for my animal. Right. Ready? Ready. A squirrel. <laughs> I love squirrels. I've never had anyone say that they wanted to be a squirrel, though. So, so why? I, I, I fly from tree to tree. I collect the most important nut and plant trees every like I'm planting everywhere. And I'm like such a little critter having a ball flying around in my world. And I have an abundance of food. <laughs> right. And I could be moving around like I am having a really good time. And um and and it's challenging, right? The whole thing is a constant state of stress and challenge connected to getting nuts and planting them. 
Right. I lo- that's like a great well thought out answer. I'm very <laughs> I'm very impressed. <laughs> I'm a squirrel. That's great. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for spending time with us. It's really been such a pleasure. (laughs) Thank you very much. I cannot believe I announced myself as a squirrel. (laughs) I love it. We'll always remember that. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Thanks again. Thanks for having me. This was great.